There was a time that every boy in America wanted to grow up and be an FBI agent. What the heck happened? Is it time to shut the bureau down? Retired supervisory special agent Jimmy Galliano answers that question next. Your home is so much more than the place you live. It's an investment tool as well. And you can put that tool to use and access the equity that you have as cash to pay off those high interest credit cards. Did you know the average credit card rate now is hovering around 25%? Some people are paying in 30 plus every single month. I mean, it's insane. If you're not paying that debt off in full every month, those fees are adding up and you just can't let that happen, which is why you need to look at your spending, your financing, your debt. Better yet, let American Financing do that for you. This is a family-owned mortgage lender. They're not a bank. You're important to them. There's no pressure, no upfront or hidden fees. If you call them today, you might be able to close in as fast as 10 days and even delay two mortgage payments. They're saving homeowners just like you an average of 826 bucks a month. That could be life-changing. So call today, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It is the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn. You know, as a kid, uh, many of us grew up playing cops and robbers. And then the really, really, really smart kids grew up playing FBI agent and uh, fugitive. Why? Well, because to be part of the FBI, you had to be really smart. Yeah, Most of the FBI agents were either attorneys or accountants. They were the superstars. They were the superstars. Fast forward a few years, and I hate to tell you this, I don't know that we could find a young boy in America today, a young girl in America today saying, oh yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. What the heck happened? Uh, There's somebody with a unique perspective on this. Uh, He's a dear friend, and he is a man of uh, tremendous accomplishments, not the least of which. Uh, He's a graduate of West Point. Uh, He is a retired supervisory special agent from the FBI. And, well, he's an Atlanta Falcons fan. But two out of three ain't bad. Jimmy Galliano joining us. Jimmy, thank you for being here. Jeffrey, how about your New England Patriots and that, and and beating the Denver Broncos? I actually sat up the other night and I said, my good friend 
is happy. Now, now Eric and I are both Atlanta fans, so we don't understand what you got going on with the New England Patriots. But my man, we're both happy for you, brother. <laughs> well, well, thank you. This is. Uh, I think this. Uh, the, the last couple of games will be Bel- Belichick looking to a uh, Robert Kraft and going, "Go ahead, fire me. You know what I can do, but that's okay. I'm going somewhere else. I don't care anymore. You know." Hey, he brought you six trophies, my man. Yeah. If if Bill Belichick had coached in Atlanta, he'd be carved on the face of Stone Mountain, my friend. <laughs> so, um, yes, you got to take with one hand and not with two. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jimmy, you know, we know each other. We're friends. We care about each other. We care about our families. And I just have to ask you, I, I know it's a weird question, but I ask you from the bottom of my heart, what the hell is going on with your beloved FBI? Yeah, Jeff, and uh, and, and you know me, I'm not, I'm not a deflection guy, right? I'm not a guy that kind of goes, look over there, squirrel. I, I, I want to own it because I spent 25 years in the FBI, served under four of the only eight FBI directors that were appointed by Congress and Senate confirmed. I loved the organization, but I also have to be able to criticize it. If I don't do that, then what value is there in in, in my analysis of these things? Jeff, I I think it's, and you and I talk about it all the time, I think it's more about society writ large and where we are. So we talked about this recently that, you know, the FBI is, I mean, they're proud of the fact that they are recruiting folks much smarter than me. And in, in 1988, when I applied to the FBI, I graduated bottom of my FBI class. And when, and when I say bottom of my FBI class, I graduated bottom of my class at West Point. And so for them to take me, they were taking a flyer and they're like, okay, we'll take you on. Now, I wouldn't have a chance of getting into West Point. I probably wouldn't have a chance of becoming an FBI agent. And I get that. We're getting smarter. We're bringing in people that have talents and intellect that, that, that folks like me that came in under the diversified program never had. But with that, Jeff, comes the law of unintended consequences. Um, as Chris Swecker, a retired FBI assistant director in charge of the criminal division, said a number of years ago, The FBI is attracting folks that are smarter. They're much more intellectual. But because of that, they're Ivy League graduates. They graduate from Harvard and Penn and Yale. And yeah, we we all want to ascribe to that kind of thing. But the bottom line is many of these people, not all of them, that's not fair, but many of them think they know better than the rest of us. And so... In this country, as we strive for diversity, diversity is a good thing. We want diversity across race, creed, color, ethnicity, sexual orientation, but we don't demand it in the ideological realm. And Jeff, Harvard's last class of freshmen, they just admitted 63 identified as liberals and Democrats, 8% identified as conservatives or Republicans. And Jeff, therein lies the problem. You're getting people that are smarter, but they think they know better than the rest of us. And so instead of following the facts, bereft of fear or favor, following the evidence, they put their fingers on the scale and say, Trump doesn't deserve to be president. We've got to figure out a way to stop him. Or left-wing violence in the pursuit of social justice is an okay thing, but right-wing violence is not. And Jeff, Therein lies the problem. 
you know, Jimmy, it's it, it's a fascinating thing. You're talking about these folks being so very, very smart and uh, uh, a diversity of this and diversity of that, diversity of political opinion. Man, I wouldn't even accept a, a more unified political opinion, I suppose, if they were still not diverse on the idea of right and wrong. I mean, I, I, I thought the entire point of the FBI, frankly, as an ex-cop, I thought the entire point of law enforcement in general was you go after the bad guy. And I heard for years, obviously, I I never served in the FBI. Um, I never had that uh, opportunity. But I am blessed with so many friends uh, who did serve, who are serving. And I'm telling you, Jimmy, every single one of them has said to me year after year after year, Jeff, you have to understand, the FBI is politically agnostic. And I, I believe them, but it's getting tougher and tougher to believe that. Yeah, it's supposed to be, Jeff. It's supposed to be apolitical and nonpartisan. I go back to follow the facts bereft of fear or favor. The problem, again, is we demand diversity in all things except thought. I want to I, I share this with your, with your audience. Um, you know, President Truman... President Truman desegregated the armed forces, which, you know, was long before society, especially in the Deep South, was 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 desegregated. Um, he did that back at a time in 1948. And we, we, we champion that. And we say, wow, the armed forces did that. Think about that. Three years after the end of World War Two, we finally integrated the armed forces long overdue because African-Americans had served our country going back to the Civil War, going Mm -hmm. back to the Revolutionary War. However, long before that, in the late 1919-1920 period, um, the FBI had a a special agent who was an African-American by the name of James Wormley Jones. So, the FBI, which is looked at as a conservative bastion and a place where, you know, it's the patriarchy, all old white men with, you know, with, you know, uh, you know, uh, wingtip shoes and button down shirts. But the FBI had an African-American special agent, James Wormley Jones, who actually was a World War One veteran that served in the ranks. The problem is we're changing history now and we don't take things in context. Jeff, look at the Barbie movie that just came out, right? All my, my, my 14-year-old daughter's friends went out to see it. You know, one of the things that she came back after watching it and said, well, you know, um, here's the thing. Why is the Mattel board made up of all white men? There's only 12 white men on it. And I said, but that's what the movie said. That's not the case right now. The Mattel board is made up of seven men and five women. But in the movie, to make their point, they had to make it so it was 12 old, old, old white men. Well, look, this country, and, and, and Jeff, I, I don't want to quote Vivek Ramaswamy, but he, he said this, and, and I appreciate what he says. This country for many, many decades, centuries, has been has dealt with the tyranny of the majority, right? If you were the majority, you won. Now it's the tyranny of the minority. And it's why down in New York City last night, people were marching pro-Palestinian folks. And not all of them. I know that some of them had the right intentions. But they desecrated nativity scenes. They desecrated Catholic churches. They stopped masses at St. Patrick's Cathedral. They did the same to synagogues. It's wrong. It's not the tyranny of the majority anymore. Jeff, it's the tyranny of the minority. 
Jimmy Galliano joining us. He is a retired supervisory special agent from the FBI. So, Jimmy, let, let me let me ask you about the, the NYPD. I, I saw those videos. I saw videos two weeks ago at uh, Grand Central Station where these guys, uh, I mean, they're all in uniform. I, I trust that they're members of the New York City Police Department, but uh, did they fight back? Did they, did they attempt to uh, uh, quell the violence that was being perpetrated by these uh, Hamas supporters, or did they just stand back and say, yeah, you know what? It's it's just not my job anymore. Jeff, I had to smile when, when I saw the news coverage this morning from our favorite, you know, liberal outlets, you know, dust up between pro-Palestinian supporters and the NYPD as if the NYPD was equal and a partner in causing this conflict. No, it's because people are spitting in cops' faces, because people are desecrating, you know, religious symbols and religious monuments in New York City, because people are blocking traffic. And you know what? We have a sacred right, right? The First Amendment is a sacred right and privilege. But what people believe is it allows you to do whatever you want. No, it doesn't. There are specific requirements. You have to get a permit to protest. You can't block traffic because you're blocking emergency vehicles. You can't block the Brooklyn Bridge. You can't stop traffic on Fifth Avenue. But because these are quote-unquote social justice warriors, they're allowed to get away with it. And Yeah, Jeff, I saw the same video you did. NYPD cops, they are hamstrung and and i hate to use this this pun they are handcuffed and they can't move these people out of the way and do what happened in the 90s when new york city became the safest large city in the world it isn't anymore jeff and this is this is the cause of giving into the anarchists the criminals and yes the terrorists the people that are intimidating folks screaming at folks Spray painting things like like, uh, you know, Nazi symbols on on synagogues and spray painting creches. It Jeff, it's insane. We're losing our way. We are losing our way. Jimmy, I'm uh, I'm over time, but I have to ask you if you can give me like a 30 second snippet law enforcement, legal defense fund. You're on the board of directors and in a day and age when. Uh, quite frankly, we don't see as many folks entering law enforcement. We don't see those in the ranks of law enforcement really allowed to do their jobs. They they need protection and support more than ever. So uh, just give us a snapshot of a law enforcement legal defense fund, would you? Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, policedefense.org, policedefense.org. Your listeners and Eric's listeners can go there. You can actually make a donation to a particular law enforcement officer who has been unjustifiably accused of a crime, lost their job, suspended, and we pick and choose those which are the most in, in the situations that are the most deserving of our support. You can make a donation there. Jeff, you've been a law enforcement supporter for as long as I've known you, which has been a long time. Eric as well. Appreciate both of you. Tell your folks again. Go to policedefense.org. Check out the website. It explains everything right there. All right. Well, thank you. That is uh, Jimmy Galliano, retired supervisory special agent from the uh, FBI. Uh, if you've not uh, had a chance to take a look at that, you should. And I have to tell you, I read today that Taylor Lawrence has skipped Christmas for the fourth year in a row, which begs the question, who the heck is Taylor Lawrence and why do I care? I'll give you the answers in just a moment. If you want to get ahead of the curve, remember, you can follow Jeff Katz Show on X, Jeff Katz Show on X, The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook, The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. 
Facebook. Jeff Katz, always happy and honored to be sitting in for my friend Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Your car is like an extension of you, am I right? It goes wherever you go, from work to the gym, picking up the kids, dining out, visiting grandma. So when your car breaks down, it's kind of like you're breaking down. At least you will from the cost of fixing it. Am I right? But fear not, because... Car Shield has your back like they've had mine with my trucks up at the ranch. Don't worry about how much it's going to cost to fix your car when it breaks down because you'll have a protection plan like I do with Car Shield. It covers more than 5,000 parts, from alternators to big ticket items like transmissions. You pay by the month with no long term contract commitment, and the cost will never go up thanks to Car Shield's price lock guarantee. No matter how many claims you file, no matter what happens with inflation, you're stuck on the side of the road. Access CarShield's 24-7 roadside assistance. Get going now. Call 800-227-6100, 800-227-6100, or go to carshield.com slash Beck and save 20%. carshield.com slash Beck. It is the Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn. I... I had to uh, look up Taylor Lawrence, and I, I don't know. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing her name, and it is a her, I, at least so far. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's a woman. Uh, I, I don't remember her, and then, wait a minute, it came to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I was sitting there, and I, I read this thing. It was just a very quick thing. You know how they pop up every once in a while, and you'll see something pop up. You've got two or three seconds to uh, to decide, do I care about this? Do I not care about this? Taylor Lawrence says... People are murdering disabled people. Well, guess what? <laughs> uh, my daughter, Julia, is a severely disabled young lady. Oh, I'll bore you with details again because, you know, she's my daughter. She's my princess. What the heck? Chronologically, 20 years old, developmentally 18 months old. So Julia doesn't do any of her ADLs, uh, activities of daily living, which means, yeah, it, it can be a mess. It's a challenge. It's difficult. Blah, 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 blah. But I'll tell you what, nobody's going to come in and hurt my daughter. So I thought I, I should be aware of this. And then I, I click on something, and it, it kind of expands it a little bit. And it's, it's not really the, quote, murder of disabled people. It's the social murder of disabled people. And then I thought, well, I don't even know what that is. So I, I just had to dive into this. This uh, Taylor Lawrence is a, uh, a columnist of some sort with the Washington Post which in and of itself should probably tell you just about everything that you need to know. But I'll tell you a little bit more. She was uh, on a social media platform, and someone there was very, very upset, very upset, that people were refusing to wear masks for Christmas get-togethers, claiming that those of us who are not wearing masks are, are selfish. And so I had to dive a little bit further. Now, what does Taylor Lawrence say? She says, I, and I'm going to quote her, she says, I, I totally agree with you on the mitigation advice, but I very much judge anyone who participates in the social murder of disabled people just because it's the holidays. Many of us who are high risk are missing our fourth Christmas because other social people can't be bothered to mask and take basic precautions that allow us to safely participate in public life. 
I don't know Taylor Lawrence, and I don't know what it is that uh, makes her high risk. I do know this, that she's the exception to the rest of us, is she not? If, in fact, she is at high risk of contracting some sort of a communicable disease, it would seem to me that it would be incumbent upon her to take the appropriate precautions when she was in a social event, a social gathering with other people. It's, it's, it's not dependent on everyone else to, to wear a hazmat suit. It is not right to say to everybody else, listen, you know how you enjoy the holidays? You know how you think there's meaning in, in family gatherings? Well, well, well the, the heck with all of that. You can't do any of that. Because this woman has decided she's at high risk of something. I'm going to use Julia as another example. Now, Julia, thank God, she's, she is so healthy. Jeff, you said she's severely disabled. Yeah, you can be both. She is severely disabled. So we, her parents, have to do things to help her in life. I don't walk around and say, you need to remove those steps. You need to do this. I say, okay, how am I going to help my daughter to make her way in the world? I don't hide her in the house. But that's on me. It's incumbent upon me. And Julia is healthy. Not really sick in any way. Not medically fragile. And there are those who have those issues. But that becomes your obligation. We cannot... We must not be everybody's babysitter. It just doesn't work that way. Not in a culture, not in a society, not in any social grouping. Take care of these others, but don't hide. It is Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for my friend Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you want to improve your shooting accuracy, you need a Mantis X. The Mantis X is a high-tech but easy-to-use system used extensively by the military, and it improves your shooting quality and gives you the confidence in your ability to protect what you love. It's a must-have for every responsible gun owner. Here's how it works. You put the Mantis X onto your firearm and connect it with an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth, and it gives instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct the technique the mantis x it's like a firearms instructor in your pocket 94 percent of shooters improve within 20 minutes just by using mantis x the best shooters in the world do dry fire practice at home every day and the mantis x is the best way to train at home no driving to the range no spending money on range fees or ammo you're gonna save a ton of money and improve your shooting so start improving today get your mantis x at MantisX.com. that's MantisX.com. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn. We're being lectured again. Lectured two again. I, I know it'll come as a shock. It's okay. You don't, have to, you don't even have to go and find your shocked faces. I know. We're all shocked. 
uh, our friends on the other side of the aisle, and in this case, our friends on the other side of the pond are lecturing us on who we should be, how we should be, why we should be. And for those of us who are, you know, just trying to be, uh, you kind of look at this and think, okay, uh, I, I, I think I'm good here. I, I think I can kind of sort of take care of myself. I, I, I think I can figure this out. And it, it applies for me anyway in every segment of my life, uh, whether it's family or friends or indeed how I'm going to vote. For me to be lectured by a British person is, I don't know, there's just something about it that rubs me the wrong way. And I keep thinking, are you familiar with Brexit version 1.0? Remember, we kicked you guys out of here. We just weren't interested. And so I, I, I don't need the lecturing. But you know what? You're going to hear this little snippet. And it doesn't matter who the person is. My God, they all just sort of blend together after a point. It's like those Sunday morning talking head shows. I, I can't even make heads or tails out of them. I just I, sometimes I'll pass by them and think, oh, I can't believe I have to uh, uh, subject myself to this as uh, as part of what I do for a living. But I think, you know, I'm I'm watching this stuff so that other people don't have to. You know, I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. It, it, it's OK. It's OK. You're welcome. But every once in a while, I'll come across something and think everybody needs to hear this because it's just so insulting and that's the case with this i don't know where you are on donald trump you can like him you can hate him i don't really care i know that at least for me and everybody i know the united states of america was in a far better place when he was president but okay you do you as they say but i want you to take a listen uh the the first clip here this is the uh the editor of some major british uh, publication telling us uh why we're all wrong now you are also a publication that says that this uh, election coming in the united states is incredibly important it's one of the mo if not the most crucial that our future is on the line now we have heard that over and over again from uh 2016 to 2012 2020 so what's different about it this time you think uh, well, a few things. I think um, last time uh, Donald Trump was president, he tried to do various things, and um, a lot of the things he tried to do, he was prevented from doing. Um, uh, and this time around, uh, he seems to be planning uh, to ensure that uh, he can he can make more of the changes he wants to, you know, politicize the uh, the, the sort of executive, the uh, things like the Department of Justice. He wants to uh, chuck out everybody and replace them with his own people who can then prosecute his enemies and uh, that sort of thing. So so that's very concerning. Um, and also he's making noises about how, you know, at the end of the term, if he wins again, he might want to stay on for a bit longer. Uh, mm. I think there's a word for that where you get to stay in power for as long as you like. <laughs> uh, and I seem to remember that you weren't terribly keen on that arrangement in the 18th century. Um, but anyway, uh, so there's there's that. But I think the other, the other big difference is that um, the world now is sort of much more aware of the global implications of, um, of a second Trump presidency. Uh, if Americans want to vote for Donald Trump in, in America, that's fine. That's, of course, up to them and it's a, their democratic choice. But, um, but uh, the global implications would potentially be huge. He's talking about pulling out of NATO. Obviously, he wants to pull the plug on support for Ukraine. Uh, we don't know what he'd do over Taiwan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, listen, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but honest to goodness, could you just shut up? No, really, sit down, shut up, or shut down, sit down. Sit, just stop talking. That's all I'm asking you. 
Do I care what the rest of the world thinks about the President of the United States? Well, I do, but only in this sense. I want the rest of the world to look at the President of the United States and say, wow, that's a leader right there. That's somebody we're not going to mess around with. And, and, and you may think Donald Trump was nuts, but everybody around the world realized we shouldn't mess with this guy. Do you remember Vladimir Putin, right? He's got this whole leader of Russia for as long as he intends to be there gig going on. Did he mess with us while Donald Trump was president? And, and I would ask you to answer the question honestly. Not from a a, a knee-jerk reflex, well, I just hate Trump. Okay, you hate Trump. That's fine. You deal with that issue. But I am asking you, as a fellow American, did Vladimir Putin step to the United States when Donald Trump was president? And if you're having trouble forming the words, not to worry, I'll take care of that for you. The answer is no. Vladimir Putin looked at President Trump, and I don't know exactly what it was that Vladimir Putin thought. Did he think, oh my God, this guy is so tough? Or did he think, oh my God, this guy is so insane? I don't know and I don't care. Here's what I know. Vladimir Putin looked at Donald Trump and said, stand down, boys. We're, we're no, we, we can't be doing anything now. Now, Putin has time on his side, right? Every couple of years, he may or may not have some sort of a sham election, but he's not going anywhere until he decides he's going somewhere or there's a, there's a revolution that topples him. So he is not subject to the will of the electorate, but he knows that we are. He knows that our leaders are, and so he can sit back and say, well, I'm, uh, I'm just going to ride around topless on a tiger in Moscow in the middle of winter because he did. You remember that? The photo of Vladimir Putin without a shirt, snow and ice falling, and he's, he's on the back of a tiger. <laughs> and then you compare it with our president. Here's Joe Biden. Wrapped up, he's wearing his footy pajamas and his white terry cloth bathrobe, and he's got slippers over his footy pajamas, and, and he's shuffling from room to room trying to figure out where the pudding is and whether there will be a murder-she-wrote marathon. Who do you think is tougher? Who do you think is perceived as tougher? So when the British guy then goes on to say, well, you know, uh, Donald Trump is going to do this and this and this, and I'm thinking, now wait a minute. Donald Trump didn't do any of those things. What you're now listing are all the things that Joe Biden has done. Joe Biden weaponized the Department of Justice. Joe Biden put in place Merrick Garland, who, quite frankly, is the most political attorney general this nation has seen since John Mitchell. It's Joe Biden that is maneuvering for the benefit of his gang of grifters, La Josa Nostra. Donald Trump has made some jokes Honest to God, he's made some jokes. Oh, I don't think he's funny. That's okay. That's uh, that's why you've got Dave Chappelle and we used to have Gallagher. All right, there's a big, wide spectrum when it comes to comedy. I don't think Donald Trump is funny when he said he was going to be a dictator. I'm going to share the actual little snippet of that in a couple of moments because it's clear that he's joking. It's clear that he's joking to anyone and everyone who, well, listen to him speak. That's number one. 
And then number two, I actually paid attention to what the man said. You can go into anything with an agenda, right? We and, and I think most of us do. And not just politically. We go into an agenda with, uh, with everything we do. I, I was mentioned a couple of moments ago about the movies, right? It's, it's that time. We've all got our favorite movies. Comparing and contrasting, it's a wonderful life and family man. Now, I love It's a Wonderful Life, and I think Donna Reed is an absolutely beautiful woman. But between you and me, I've had this this unrequited crush on Taya Leone as long as I've known who Taya Leone is. So when my lovely bride says, hey, uh, do you want to watch It's a Wonderful Life or Family Man? I, I always go with Family Man first. And we normally watch it first. And there's an agenda there, because I I just love Taya Leone. Now, the movie itself, believe me, the whole film is great. Don Cheadle's amazing. Nicolas Cage is incredible. But I like Taya Leone. And there's a difference there. And guess what? There's an agenda. But if we're going to deal with any of these political issues, I'm just telling you as sure as I'm sitting here, if we're going to deal with any of these political issues, then we've got to be able to listen to what was actually said without an agenda ear. So I'll let you hear what uh, Donald Trump actually said and this Jack Smith character. Once again, you have to look him up because the names just seem to change. But Jack Smith's the guy that said, well, we're going to get Trump. And now he's claiming, oh, we're, we're, this is not about getting Trump. It's just about, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, getting Trump. Well, which is it? You've, you've, you've had the trial. Oh, we didn't have a trial. Right. Well, we had the indictments, and uh, then we had the impeachments, and none of this stuff yielded any fruit whatsoever, except that we now know what we already knew. There are a boatload of people in this country who just hate Donald Trump. And aside from that, I don't think we've learned a thing. Now, I've got all of this uh, for you. If you want to jump ahead by just a moment or two, uh, give me a follow if you would. I'd appreciate that. Jeff Katz Show on X. Jeff Katz Show on X. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. And then the uh, the website, jeffkatz.us. It is Jeff Katz. Happy to be sitting in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. My pillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why my pillow now has my towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now my pillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. With promo code BECK, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towels six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117.
It's the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Again, if you've not been to the Blaze yet today, you've got to head on over there. You should be there uh, multiple times a day, but there are a couple of great pieces. Uh, Dave Rubin and uh, Steve Dace have over there that I, I, I'd love for you to take a look at. I mentioned this Jack Smith character. Jack Smith is the guy in D.C. He's a uh, special prosecutor and he's been given apparently all the rights and privileges and powers of a united states attorney and there's this whole discussion now in the background saying well is this true can he really be appointed this way and there's questions about uh, should he have been appointed i don't know the answers to that i just know that he's been appointed and i know that he's doing everything humanly possible to fulfill his mission which in case you didn't realize it was to get trump it's the mission of so many of these folks. It's not about contesting an election. It's not about making uh, America great or mediocre or poor or anything else. It's, it's about getting Trump. And you've just got to wonder. You've got to ask yourself, man, what, what sort of a life have you got that this is your mission? We're defending democracy, Jeff. How are you doing that? By keeping people from voting. What? I'm sorry. I, 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 I know that I. Maybe I'm. I, I'm sure I misheard you. Did you just say that you're protecting democracy, defending democracy by keeping people from voting? That's right. And how are you doing that? Well, we're going to keep Trump off the ballot. Why? Well, because people are going to vote for him. Well, isn't that the essence of what we do when we vote? Yeah, but we we don't like him. Oh, well, that's okay. I don't like your guy. You don't. Uh, no, I, I think he's truly one of the uh, the ugliest, dirtiest, least honorable human beings I have ever seen. Oh, well, maybe we should talk to you. Uh, you can talk to me all you want. You vote for your candidate or candidates, and I think I've got an idea who it is that I'm going to be voting for. And we'll all be happy, right? Well, no, but your candidate's the wrong guy, Jeff. Okay, but he's my guy. Well, yeah, but you shouldn't. You, you can't vote for him. Can't vote for him or shouldn't vote for him. Well, we're going to make it easy for you. We're going to keep you from having the ability to vote for him. See, that will safeguard democracy by keeping you from voting for the person you want to vote for. Do you not just sit back and ask Glenn where the duct tape is? Because I'm, I'm going to need another roll around my head before it absolutely positively explodes. I think we've got just enough time here. Can we sneak in a, at least a little piece of that MSNBC Jack Smith nonsense? On this Christmas Eve, there is no rest for Donald Trump's legal team. Late yesterday, lawyers were the twice impeached, four times indicted on 91 counts former president, filed an appeals brief with the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals that asked the appeals court to toss special counsel Jack Smith's federal election interference case, arguing that, quote, Trump has absolute immunity. The filing came a day after the Supreme Court declined special counsel Jack Smith's request for the high court to hear the case before the appeals court did, a decision that could could delay that potential trial, possibly until right before or even after the 2024 election. Joining me now, Dave Ehrenberg, state attorney for Palm Beach County, Florida. Dave, welcome to the Sunday show. Uh, this move by Trump's lawyers was expected, but did anything jump out at you in their new filing? Well, good morning and Merry Christmas to you, Jonathan. You know, 
I think now we know why Donald Trump did not want the Supreme Court to weigh in on this yet, because it's such a ridiculous argument. He knows he's going to lose, and this is all about delay, and the courts will throw coal in his stockings after reading these briefs. Uh, There's a reason why we left the crown. We didn't want to have a king, and he's essentially saying that once you're acquitted by the Senate, by a bunch of political cronies in the Senate, then you become a king. It's a permanent candidate. Oh, my gosh. Listen, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's enough. It's enough. My God, it's exactly the opposite. <laughs> it's exactly the opposite. Do you ever feel like you're you're visiting uh, Alice and we're in the looking glass where up is down and down is up? It's like the bizarro world with Superman, is it not? It's absolute insanity. But there it is. It is Jeff Katz. Happy to be sitting in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program.